Previously on Wonders and Blunders. You see this dwarf woman with wild black hair, and she has bandages over both of her eyes. And then you all around the firelight see a sword pierce this dwarf and come out her back. And as she like spins her to the side, you see the same dwarf holding that sword and holding this person a couple of inches off the ground. She puts both of her hands on the sword again and the sword starts to glow and you see the other dwarf shimmer and then slowly the form starts to grow, revealing this big brown shape, this huge, wide, smiling mouth full of razor sharp teeth, messy, oily black hair hanging down over the front, obscuring the eyes, hanging loosely in front of these teeth big box ears sticking up over the top wearing this leathery black cloak. Ben throws up his hand while holding his holy symbol and there's a tolling of a bell and time slows down around it. And following it up are three more bolts of ice. They zoom out towards it as the hag slows down and right through the temple. One, two, three. And the whole creature is in half swing around and comes crashing down to the ground. Diglin stands up and brushes herself off and goes, all right. Good night, everybody. And starts to make her way back into the trees. <laughs> so, Rowan, you're lying on your back, um, just looking straight up at yeah. the now visible stars. Oh, well, that's um, nice. With, yeah, your breath fogging in front of you. Uh, you see Diglin with the bandages over her eyes. Get up, dust herself off, put away... One sword, the other sword in her hand just disappears. And she says, yeah, well, uh, excellent work. Good night. And starts to Wait, 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 Diglin. Um, Bridget had some information that we wanted to share with you. And she stops at the mention of that. You see those two birds, the brown hawk and the smaller blue and silver bird. They fly down and land on each of Diglin's shoulders, um, and she stops, still facing away from you, and they turn around and look at you. She she gave us this um, to show you, and I'll pull out the um, talisman again. Yeah, Ben also at, at that moment kind of like, tackles you like in the leg. He's like, did you see? We killed yeah. the bat. Yes. We slowed it down Very good. and then you killed it with good your work. magic and I was doing that my magic. That was incredible work. We'll, was... we'll discuss the, the, the merits of combining our tactics Did you see the thing exploded into light and yes. a one almost one got moment. me. Ben, Benjamin, in... Benjamin, just one moment, please. Um, Sorry, Diglin. <laughs> um, this may interest you. Actually, we we, we were given it by um uh, a, a, a lady with a lot of ravens. Uh, then we talked to Bridget about it. She thinks maybe there's a threat. Gee has no idea what kind of threat. Should have kept her goddamn mouth shut like I didn't teach her anything. Uh, and one of the birds flies over uh, and snatches that Which uh, one? necklace I, out of your hand. I release it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and flies back over and she just holds her hand up and it drops it in and then lands back on her shoulder and she puts it in her pocket. Is she okay? Very well. Um, and I, I wouldn't blame her for releasing this information. We uh, didn't really give her much of a chance. We can be rather... Um, uh, nosy? Nosy, uh, persuasive. I taught her better. You shouldn't have been able to catch her. I'll climb up out of the snow and off my back. And, oh my, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. So thank you for, for your concern. <laughs> and kind of like stretch and crack and pop my back. Oh, oh well, yes, um, we're, we're tenacious. Are you okay, lot. Rowan? Are you okay, Rowan? Yeah, I, I, think I'll, I think I'll be all right. I, luckily, this, this nice snow made, uh, you know, cushioned most of the... Uh, uh, anyway, Bridget, Bridget's uh, real fine, and, and she, uh, well, we're a tenacious lot, like, 
like Valen's saying here, sorry, and, uh, well, uh, yeah, you, you can't blame, you can't blame her. And we believe we may be, um, able to help. We're, we've become rather proficient at, uh, um, dispelling evils. Uh, we've just cleared out the, uh, the vampires that, that were inhabiting Cedar Glen, and, um, on our quest to find our own, you know, um, magical items that we're looking for, uh, should we stumble across any further hags, we would we'd love to be able to help you um, clear this land of the evil. Not necessary. Thanks for what, what? you've done. Best to forget all that stuff. Certainly uh, more more heads are better than one. Many hands make light work. Uh, not always. Right. Thank you for this help. So Made it quicker than usual, but... Uh, what was that, that, by the nice. way? Uh, and she turns around and just looks at the bunch of you. You see these two birds sort of scanning over you, and she gives the walks over to this bat creature on the ground and gives it a kick. She says, this is Kag. Was Kag. He's now Javelin. <laughs> or will be soon. Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Best not to dig too deeply. Uh, Bree makes, makes weapons uh, like javelins and swords and things and daggers out of the bones of uh, monsters we kill and animals. You shouldn't take a kid near these things. It's dangerous. Well, I have powers. He has some special circumstances. That makes it more dangerous. He right. is safe with us. Garlic! Oh! And Ben <laughs> jumps up into the bench and pulls garlic out from under it. Starts petting her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's just been in there, chewing on things as usual. Perfect. Uh, rolling a wave at the the hawk. I'm like, well, I'm glad you're doing all right. And then look at uh, Diglin, who I guess can't quite look back at Rowan, I suppose. But so, what's your plan now? Then you're just gonna trek off on your own and and try to take on some some kind of some kind of evil all by yourself. What, what what exactly is is your thinking right now? Why don't you tell me your plans first? Well, to help you, of course. And I'll, like, kind of smile at her and, like, look around at you guys. Well, we are looking for Kate underground. Mm -hmm. We are searching for um, some powerful magic item. Um, but along the way, we met Bridget, and um, she spoke of, of her struggle against uh, Lilia. And we thought we might be able to lend you a hand. And so um, we've actually come. We made our way to Cedar Glen, searching for you and... Uh, have come here in hopes of finding you, specifically. And we wanted to make sure... Bridget said you should be aware of of, um, of the difficulty she's starting to have with Lilia. Yeah, Lilia seems to be um, reaching out in a way that she hasn't before. So she knows where Bridget is, what Bridget is. Well, she told mm. us specifically to deliver the amulet to the one who resides in the steady stream, so... She knew yeah. that before we met Bridget. Also, you met Lilia. Yeah, yeah we on, did on a on a lake. It was uh, well, you you might say heroin. How? I need to know more. Well, she's watching Bridget. Bridget's aware. There's there's a raven spy behind the inn. Uh, like I said, Bridget is aware of it. But uh, Lilia's got eyes on the situation for sure. Um. Oh, and um, and the night. After we came to town, um, there were a, a bunch of um, wolves oh, that right. a attacked the town. There was a, a really, really big one. With Bree has its pelt as a cloak. You can see there's a there's a magical marking on it. 
And I do a little spinning pirouette as it swirls in the snow around me. Uh, the smaller blue bird flies over uh, and kind of grasps the side of the cloak and holds onto it and starts, like, scanning over it. And she says, oh, yeah, the, she's been screwing around with the giants lately. This Giant. is probably a side effect of that. You sound like Uncle Yuri. Wow. Uncle, are you, maybe you're from the same place? Do all dwarfs sound like you? Uncle Yuri? And Yuri comes out from behind. He's like, what? You sound like, you two sound the same. Oh, uh, yeah, we're dwarves. Do you all sound like that? Well, no. <laughs> she's like, where are you from? He's like, Mox the Rain. She's like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. It's dwarves from other places, all sorts of people. Do all little boys sound like you? No. <laughs> well, may, no. Well, for example, yeah, Ben, well, we are both human. We have uh, different accents, and we've grown up in, in different parts of the world. Right. Okay, so, okay. Uh, you're the only two dwarves I've met. The only two? Yeah, I can remember. All right, well, this is a good lesson in snap judgments. <laughs> <laughs> the big wide world out there. Okay. Did you say he was human? Um, m- most of the time. Mm. Well, half the time, I suppose. Well, Order? it's a lesson for all of us. It's a big wide world out there. That's the idea. <laughs> so uh, are these two birds your friends? Oh, uh, yeah. Friends, I guess. I guess my com- companions. All right, that's nice. That's awfully nice. So, where, where, how'd you guys meet? <laughs> um, and at this point, the bird has like finished looking at the rune and flies around and is sort of like landing on everybody's clothes and taking like good looks at their faces. Mm. Rowan, I think you would notice that they're looking deep into each of your eyes, and uh, she says they were uh, a gift, not from around here. Had some unfortunate circumstances oh. and she kind of gestures to her face and did you say the the bandages are like ragged? they're wrapped in like an x-shaped cross across both of her eyes yeah and are they like stained or anything like that or? no they're uh Wait, they're not like clean. two x's or just one one x across her face okay yeah one uh one stroke covering each eye uh but no they're not they're they're not like bloody okay um, they're not clean. Yeah. Nothing about her is clean, but they're not, uh, she's not currently bleeding. Hmm. Okay. Um, not recent. That one inspecting you, Dinkle. Dinkle. And, uh, this, and she motions to the larger brown and red hawk. This is Gabby. Gabby, <laughs> Gabby came quite close to becoming food. Oh, uh, well, I'm <laughs> sure she, uh, was as safe as she needed to be. Mm. And I oh. kind of give it a, a, a leerful eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she says, that. I've made a camp not far from here. If you'll give me a few moments, I'm going to grab some essentials. I'll be right back. I think we have some things to discuss. Hey, before you leave, there's something very important we have to discuss, which is whether or not we are safe here. I would say this is the most dangerous thing. We're outside of her territory. Uh, her? Cag. Uh, I guess maybe you've heard of her under other names, the Chittering Dark. She is uh, usually lives in the Rotten Pines. Oh. She's um. been tracking me. I've been trying to pull her away from the lair to give her a, give myself a bit of a better chance. That's a really um, upsetting name. Yeah. She was quite nasty. Difficult uh, 
difficult to pull out. I've been working on her for quite some time. Well, isn't it good that we were here? Yeah. Yeah, I team, suppose. Team works, teamwork's pretty good, isn't it? Hardly put up a fight. And I say as I, like, crack a leg. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, my ribs say a little differently, but, but yeah, it did go pretty well in the end, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. All thanks to Benjamin and I. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We did, I did magic. Uh, like, it was just what I wanted to do. And the Star Wars, when you were blind, I didn't want you to be blind. And then you weren't. Well, believe it, Ben, I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she says, yeah, well, why don't you get this little uh, hug and debrief done while I get my stuff? Okay. We'll save one for you, don't worry. Don't you dare. <laughs> uh, and she makes her way back into the trees. Um, the uh, blue bird stays with you, Dingle. No, mm. on, like on on my shoulder? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, right now, right oh, now okay. on your shoulder, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, Dinkle, have a little blueberry. Look, they're almost the same color as you, aren't they? Uh, yeah, it snaps it up, happily eats it. Oh, they're good, aren't they? I know, help yourself, they'll grow back. Twitter's a little song. Yeah, Ben is just kind of like petting garlic and talking to her in like soft tones. Um, and Yuri says, well, uh, storms die down a little bit. How about we give ourselves a bit more space? And uh, hops on, uh, gets... Gertie and Brett sort of hitched back up and starts uh, breaking down this sort of circle that you built around the fire. Mm. And I'm going to go check on uh, dust and light and sky. Yeah, so they're, they're huddled in the first or in the second caravan. And yeah, when you when you come in, uh, light says, I, I trust it's over. Yes, all is safe. Okay. Uh, uh, are you are you hurt? Did anything come in? No, no, we watched the door. Uh, nothing, nothing came in. Okay, good. Well, the weather also seems to have died down, and uh, the new companion seems to believe it is safe. So, if you would like, you can come out, but you can also rest. Uh, we'll get the young one tucked away, and then join hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll check on Bido real quick. Yeah. Uh, Bido is uh yeah sort of just standing guard. He's got his dagger out, sitting in front of his big bag of doorknobs. <laughs> Has anyone harassed you while you were in here? No. So it's all all good here? Yes, we were guarding the little one. Oh, very good. Um, thank you for your help once again. Yes, it was uh, no problem. Would you like uh, a snack? I think we're settling in for the evening. Oh, yes. What would what, what we have? We have pastries? Oh, I, I'm, I'm fresh out of pastries. Um, if you if you like, um, bring what you're about to eat over to me, and I'll I'll make it taste like a pastry. Okay. Uh, and he yeah pulls like a rat out from his <laughs> pocket. Excellent. And just holds it out in front of him. And I'll cast prestidigitation. Okay. And it will start to be a sweet rat, <laughs> candy rat. <laughs> oh and, yeah, boy. He eats and he's like, "What is weird?" I can go. Uh, yeah, and I guess after uh, all that sort of gets sorted out, Diglin uh, makes her way back. Uh, you see, like, a basic backpack on, um, and she's dragging, like, a sled behind her, uh, and she makes her way over. Um, she says, I've got the area a little trapped out. Uh, I was hoping to catch her in the trees, but she latched onto you before I could uh, spring it. But she would help if anything else tries to sneak up on us. Oh, well, that's oh you should talk to Baito. He is a master trapper. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Baito? 
and Bido pokes his head out. What? Would you would you care to uh, swap uh, tactics with with another um, individual proficient in trapping? What? <laughs> um, <laughs> would, come come out here. We've got someone we'd like you to meet. Okay. And he pops out, uh, comes down. Diglin sort of laughs and says, "How did you manage this? Manage what? You've, this is a kobold." Yes. <laughs> and you are a dwarf. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> You're good at traps, little one? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm good at digging and trapping. How would you have uh, stopped that and motions towards the big bat, which I assume Bree is tearing to pieces? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, oh, good question. Uh, is it cold? <laughs> and she says, "Well, it is now." He says, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah, thermometer-based trap." <laughs> uh, she she like looks at the side of the caravan and says, "Oh, yeah, you've done some some good work there." <laughs> I don't want to talk to this anymore. <laughs> well, thank you, Baito. You come sit over here. He yeah, sort of sits down and starts chewing on his sweet rat again. <laughs> um, As Ben has been petting uh, and talking to uh, Garlic, his uh, his eyes have now started glowing blue, and he's not looking at Garlic anymore. He's looking off, and uh, the words aren't uh, in common anymore. Does anyone speak Celestial? Nope. Nope. He's speaking a language you don't know. It's Celestial. And uh, Prayer of Healing. Mm-hmm. Everyone can take 2d8 plus 4. <gasps> Sweet. Uh, People got damaged in that fight. <laughs> seventeen. Heal for seventeen HP. Um, probably more than my. Oh, everyone heal seventeen. Yep. Nice I probably that. was damaged more than my max HP in total. Could we oh, consider this a short rest? Uh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right, so I'm like joking. spell cast. There's like a little pop of blue energy off of uh, Ben, and everyone feels kind of rejuvenated and uh, energized. And Ben kind of shakes himself and looks around. And did yeah. you did you do that on purpose, Ben? Do what? You cast a spell just now. Really? Yeah, I'm not a great fool. My ribs feel great. Huh. No, I was just petting garlic and telling mm. her how happy I was she's safe. Well, we're happy she's safe too. I think maybe we should have a quick discussion and then get some sleep. Maybe cover a little more in the morning. I know I've been up most of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I just need to know a few things before we settle down. Of course. You met Lilia. Yep. Correct. What did she take from you? Well, she didn't take anything, really. She she tried to take... Well, she took a bunch of our stuff. She took Dust's book and my uh, necklace. Mm -hmm. Um, But we... We took crows. (laughs) 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 Bree ate one of her crows. Raven. Mm. And Rowan, you, you carried out the main negotiation. Well, yeah, she, after that, uh, she, well, I guess we'll start from the beginning. She, she offered us an amulet. Um, we took the amulet, not knowing what it was, uh, via her crows. And then uh, as the crows were flying away, our, our friend Bree here snapped one out of the air. And then the crows turned on us and, and took a, a few of our belongings, uh, most importantly, Benjamin's holy symbol here. Uh, ben we, holds it up. <laughs> we we tracked them then uh, to this rather, uh, well, frankly, scary little frozen lake and a little island on top and a, a dead tree in the middle. And we, there we, we, we chatted to try to get those things back. And uh, she gave us 
everything back in, in exchange for delivering that amulet to Bridget. I see. And how did Bridget react? Well, um, in, initially, um, she uh, told us that she had no idea what it was. It was pretty convincing, actually. Then there was a wolf attack. I met a ghost. Things got pretty confusing for a little while, and um, and uh, we did a little bit of poking around because of some weird wounds that the wolf had. Um, Star broke into her cellar. Star looks sheepish. <laughs> yeah. It's not your fault. If you found it, that's her fault. Well, actually... I told her to let those people be. She's obviously defending them. It's not and, her job. And doing quite a fine job of it as well. Oh, yes. And she did uh, try to kill us all, if that makes you feel better. Yeah, oh yeah, she she You're didn't... here, so I don't feel that much better. Well, we convinced her not to. Yes, she should not have been able to do that. Well, that's welcoming. Uh, I will uh, say that she's... Stop. Oh, go ahead, please. I, I just wanted to say that's, that Bridget is awfully good at uh, hiding uh, her, her emotions. She, she's uh, got a bit of magic, I think, that she hides her, her sort of face behind when she's trying to negotiate, and, and she's very good at it. You saw what she really is. Yes. On, only in the end, uh, she, she, we, we kind of, um, I guess, cornered her into it. Mm-hmm. She got lucky. <laughs> that uh, has been a th- running theme. Mm. And I, I believe uh, you have just found yourself uh, in a bit of luck with our appearance here and helping you take down this keg. Mm. Yes. Well, uh, I had it candled. If my mm. plan had gone off perfectly, it would have been no problem for me. Well, that's she the thing went. about plans, isn't it? If you don't mind me asking, there's obviously some bigger wheels turning here, and um, I'm getting a little bit tired of being in the dark. Well, so rather than us uh, present piecewise little bits and pieces of information to you, you know, dust, 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 and you're just going, uh, well, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> how about you go ahead and just tell us what the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, I like this one. <laughs> Can that be a persuasion check? Yeah, <laughs> you can make that a persuasion check. Uh, do it with uh, advantage. It's actually, it's, a, it's actually very good. It's yeah. 24. 24? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I suppose you know more now. You're not just going to forget it. You're not going to turn around and go back where you came from. Can't be that easy. It's not difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, uh, she says, yeah, well, these are... Hags, I suppose you know that. Bridget is one as well. Lilia, if you know anything about hags, you know these ones are different. They're stronger. They're some sort of... There's something else powering them up. And even I don't know what that is. I've dedicated now most of my late life to hunting them. Lilia used to have a coven very briefly in this area. Uh, Any hag in a coven is an extremely dangerous foe. Hmm. These ones especially. I suppose let's start at the beginning. And if you would go ahead and take out that tower. I've got some character sheets for you. Oh, boy. Flashback. Sounds like a flashback. Flashback dread. This episode is sponsored by... <laughs> By which you mean non-branded affiliated falling block game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> falling block game is very good. Yeah, I'll pass these around. You can just pick one randomly. Ooh. These sheets, you can take a look over them. Anything that's not on there is totally up to you. Any mm. extra, any extra backstory, you can take some pretty big liberties. So for this flashback, we're playing a different game. It is not 
Dungeons and Dragons. This game is called Dread. You can't see it, but in the center of the table, there is a wooden falling block stacking game, which is very similar to a branded game, which I don't think we're allowed to talk about. (laughs) But the idea of the game is that you pull a block from somewhere near the bottom and lay it on the top. And the goal of the game is to not let the tower fall down. In this game, this will be called the tower. You can see a picture of it on our Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we'll send a we'll send a picture a of it. A good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so Dread, designed by Epidia Ravichal and Nathaniel Barmore. I hope I'm saying those names right. But it's a role-playing game where there are no dice. All tasks are completed by pulling pieces from the tower and putting them on top. If the tower falls down, the last person who touched it is dead. So the tower can fall down because it was too unstable when the blocks were put up. The table gets knocked and it falls down. Uh, The last person to interact with that table is dead. I've modified the rules a little bit to make it a little bit more lethal. (laughs) So we've handed out some character sheets. On each of the character sheets, you have four stats. Magic, Brawl, Dexterity, and Patience. The number next to those indicates how many pulls you'll have to do to complete that task. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was kind that of makes way, was Yeah, I was thinking oh, cool. it's weird too, but yeah, no, I get it. You <laughs> got two oh, cool. Uh, and everyone also has a special ability. There's one person who has two special abilities, I think, uh, which help modify how many pulls you'll have to make under different circumstances. Yeah, and these can be modified further by regular dread rules. So things under intense circumstances may require pulls, extra pulls on top of this. Complex tasks might require a pull for each section of that task. Okay. If you're trying to bind a wound, uh, it might be identifying the extent of the wound and then binding it and setting a bone could be three different pulls. Mm. If the tower's too unstable, and you don't think you will survive the pull, you are allowed to refuse to pull. If you refuse to pull, you automatically fail, but you don't die. Mm. Fail whatever task. You fail whatever task you were doing. This could put someone else in danger. Um, You can, every once in a while, like if you were fighting the creature, I might make you do a, a succeed or die. At which point, if you refuse to pull, the creature would kill you. You can also choose to knock over the tower yeah, and com- successfully complete your task, but die. Yeah, right? so you sacrifice yourself by knocking over the tower to succeed, but die. Failing a task, if you do refuse to pull, uh, could add complications to, to future pulls. But unless I say it's pull or die, you cannot die unless the tower falls down. I think that's all we need to know. When Once it falls over, we rebuild it but yeah. with fewer blocks. Yes, so every time the tower falls down, we make three pulls plus one for each person who's died to start off the game. Yeah. And the game starts with three things pulled. With three things pulled, yeah. And those are pulled by us. Uh, This is the only situation where if it falls, you don't die. Once these three pulls are made, the tower is live, and any time it falls down, the last person who interacts with it is dead. So it's been a long trek from Mox the Rain, for Jaro Till's group of hag hunters as they trudge through waist-deep snow, breath fogging in the air in front of their faces. The group is led by a dark-skinned dwarf woman with a fur coat and leather belts pulled tight around her stocky frame, 
black hair braided neatly in an intricate wave that spills down to her lower back. This is Diglin Kalane, an innkeeper from a nearby town who has been doing her own information gathering on a building coven of hags in the Worldspine Mountains. She pauses and lets the others, who are less experienced trekking through the deep snow, catch up. The sun hovers just over the mountain peak behind them as she pushes through the thick pine boughs and stops in her tracks, eyes wide with equal parts relief and fear. As the others push through the pines, she points down a steep hillside to a large staircase leading to an icy tunnel, which disappears into the mountainside. That's it. That's where I saw the creature, crawled inside dragging a sack. Behind her through the trees, one by one, step Jaro and their group of hag hunters. Uh, so would you like to introduce yourself, starting with Jaro? I'm Jaro Till. I started this hunting party because a hag took my youngest child. Uh, my, my special ability is called Goddamn Halflings. <laughs> and I can use my halfling points to reduce the number of pulls I have to make. <laughs> Wholesome. I'm Lothara. I'm a tiefling rogue, and I'm here for the gold. Oh, that that would leave me, Cass. I'm here for the journey, and um, well, I I think it's uh, it's time that we strike this from from the plains. I'm Jid. I'm uh, I'm an orc sorcerer. I'm here for my training for the uh, molten batch. I am Quickstream, revealed by lightning. A tabaxi warlock who um, was tricked into a pact with a hag who was kidnapping children in my village. And then my patron saved me from their grasp and set me on this path of vengeance. You're even quieter than Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I feel thoughtful. (laughs) My friends call me quick. My enemies call me lightning. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't say that Cass, Cass is an Earth Genasi. Oh. That's Ooh. probably important to know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that might be good for the mental yeah. picture, yeah. Yeah, you know, just just get those images. I am Bennett, orc fighter. All hail Grumsh, god of orcs. Kid is my sister. We are here to train to become part of the Molten Watch. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just feel these guys. Oh my god, amazing! I'm so excited already. (laughs) Strong choices, everyone. I love Uh, (laughs) 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 it. I love it. Um, So Diglin, yeah, points down uh, and starts making her way down the hillside towards the tunnel. All right, folks. I think this is the plan. Hmm. Maybe the uh, bigger ones go in first. (laughs) <laughs> Bannett like unhinges unhitches his axe from the from his belt loop and just like starts to like lumber into the into the cavern. And I follow behind. Okay. Um so you start making your way up these stairs towards this tunnel. Uh as you get closer you can see that there are these brambly vines sticking out on all sides, almost like it's gripping the tunnel open, coating the floor and the walls as this just extends into darkness. Um, Some of you can see pretty well in the dark, but this tunnel is quite long. Uh, But you can see that these brambles start to choke it as you move through. It'll be difficult to move through them. Gid would like to um, toss some kind of fire spell down this this dark, uh, brambly tunnel. 
Okay. Yeah. So like a uh, yeah. What what what's the spell? What like what do you do? So with this with dread because there's no abilities. Yeah. You can be a little more free with what your magic does. Like mm-hmm. magic is just magic. So you yeah. you know like you're uh, oh, okay. like a sorcerer or warlock. Who's the cleric? I am. You're Cass. the cleric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you have that as kind of a standpoint for what your abilities would be like, and there's a little bit in your in your backstories about where you're from and that kind of thing. But you can just sort of say like if you want to light up the area or if you want to actually fire a projectile down Mm -hmm. you can uh, describe those things this uh, I won't make you pull for this is just firing a you know like a pretty simple spell down the down the hallway I think though that uh, Gid actually just like draws in a big breath and then um, like blows out Mm. like uh, like a ball of fire okay yeah uh, so this ball of fire travels partway down the hallway, and then as it as these brambles come in and start to choke it, it sort of explodes against almost a wall, but you can see that there's enough space to squeeze through. Well, nothing like, you know, announcing our presence, I suppose. Um, so before we move into this tunnel, let's make three of our pre-pulls. Uh, so Jaro, you're the leader. Yeah, Why lead us. make the first one. I, w- um, I would like to make a patience pull <laughs> <laughs> to That's, go last. It's just, just pulling three pieces. The, yes, you put the uh, falling blocks. The falling block on top of the tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can pull from any point. So it's three completed, and then anything under those three you can pull from. I like First the added three pulls uh, obstacles of like the mic yeah. arm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's lots of things. The, this is like the table. This is extreme. Lethal. Yeah. This is I, extreme wooden blocking. In the in the real <laughs> game. So three. Yeah. I knew in, that. I knew that. I'm testing you guys. <laughs> in the real game, like the hardest pulls would usually be three. And there are some of these things that if you want to look at stuff, you'll have to pull three. So like this is uh this is gonna be, I think, a little more lethal. But I played this with you all before. And you're very good at unaffiliated falling block game. <laughs> so I unnamed not block game. Uh, yeah, you're very good at, at, other, yeah. at other game. Okay. We'll bleep that out. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's we'll bleep. Like you're that. very this good at game. Yeah. Hey, you can go unaffiliated falling block game yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we step foot into the scary cavern tunnel. Mm-hmm. Who goes first? Uh. Bennett. <laughs> okay, Bennett. So you uh, step inside. You can see in the dark because you're an orc. And as you make your way through, it it does start to close up. You have to sort of move to the side. What are you wearing? Bennett's like a fighter, but he's really more of like a barbarian kind of fighter. So he's wearing like a breastplate. Okay. Like something that still lets him like sort of move around. And his arms are like free. You know what I mean? And then on his legs, he's uh, he's just wearing like some leggings with like a chainmail skirt. Okay, uh, so probably like the bare minimum that would still identify you as a molten watch trainee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But is he he likes to move around when he fights. He doesn't want to be restricted by armor. So okay, so you can feel it kind of tearing into your into your leggings and like kind of hitching on your chainmail skirt, uh, and it gets tighter and tighter. Uh, can to- I use my axe to try and cut some of it away? Yeah, sure. So that'll be a brawl. Okay, that's one pull. Okay, and so Mitch pulled your first one, so then it's Kieran. Don't fuck it up, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this dread really is named properly. That one's not gonna. That one's not. Oh, gonna, my heart. Already spooked. In my chest, and we're not even started. And <laughs> he did. 
Well, Put it on top. Yeah. yeah. All right. I forgot about the other part of it. Okay. okay. Getting it on top as well. So yeah, you managed to, uh, it, it's tight. So you managed to like pull out your axe and the first couple of swings are tough, like close quarters. Uh, and you can feel it. Yeah. Again, like pulling on your arms, like cutting your, cutting into the skin a little bit, but you managed to chop. And once you get going, you're able to sort of chop through and actually clear a path mm -hmm. for everyone behind you as you sort of machete your way through these brambles. Something else I'll mention is that I'm going to ask you to pull when when you say you're doing things. Uh, another rule in this game is you can opt to pull. So if you want to do something beyond what I'm describing, or if you want to do something better, you can add pulls to things. Mm. So if you said you wanted to look around the hallway and I told you what was there, you could opt to add another pull to get more information. You push your way through the tunnel and the tunnel opens into a huge carved out chamber of ice. Now that these brambles have been cleared, a bit of the dying light outside makes its way through the tunnel into this area and reflects off of these clear blue walls. And it feels like some of that light actually gets trapped within the ice. In the center of the wall on the other side of the room, you see a huge triangular doorway and a small set of stairs leading up to it. This looks like a temple that has been frozen into the mountainside. Brambles, again, make their way out of this triangular doorway all across the floor and sort of snaking across this massive chamber that surrounds it and then make their way into that choke tunnel. Does anyone see anything? Nah. You you won't... Wait here. And I will... I want to, like, scout out ahead a little bit. Okay. Uh, do you want to go inside the temple or look around the area? Um, I think look around the area first. Okay. Uh, so that would be patience. Patience. Uh, can I use my ability better on my own? Uh, no, because you're still in the same room as everybody. Still in the same room? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, if you wanted to go inside, like once you're out of sight of everybody, that's when you're... Yeah, not be, yeah. Okay. That's okay. Lathara. Look <laughs> around the room. What's your... Okay. Uh, what are you again? The tiefling rogue. Um, and I'll pull to look around. Yeah. Cass, you, you don't know anything about this kind of temple, do you? Is this seems like it would be your kind of realm of expertise. Yes. Is this... Well, no. This is not my temple. But I do sense dread. <laughs> <laughs> um, so using my patience of one, I have successfully moved a falling block. What, what are you looking for, specifically? Uh, just information on what sort of Thing lives here, what it does here, um, where it does it spend time in this room? Is it hanging out somewhere else? Um, so you start with the walls, you make your way around the walls, um, and from the distance, from the doorway, they look almost completely smooth. But when you get in close, you see that this has been dug by huge claws. This whole area has been excavated. And I think you know a little bit about what you're getting into. This area in the mountain, in this area, it was rumored that uh, Pothel, the hag, lived in this area. Pothel resembles an ankeg. Mm. Mm. That's like a big like bug. like A creature. big digging bug creature. Oh. And this looks like an area that might have been dug out by Pothel. The, so the she's ice an section. Ankeg. Ankeg, uh -huh. yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> that was a good joke, and I'm glad you made it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new game, new character, new day. <laughs> so it's the ice part that's been carved out? The ice has been carved out. Okay, and, and it's exposed, this entrance to this temple. This The entrance to this temple, yeah. Okay. You also see on the temple door, as the triangle comes up to the top, uh, there is a plaque sort of built in as a smaller triangle right at the point of the door. And in that triangle, you see seven stars above this these red wavy lines. Does that mean anything to me? Is that there like a, a pull I can do to? You could do you could do patience plus one for you. <clears throat> Everyone, look the other way. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. I mean, unaffiliated falling block game. It, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't use that. Again, it can't be our curse word from now on. No, it just takes Why so not? much more work for me. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, it's so easy from this end, though. I know. So, through past, through some of your past travels, uh, you would know that this is a temple to Mistra, who is the goddess of magic. And I think this would excite you a little bit. Mistra's temples tend to hold strong magical items uh, worth quite a bit. Uh, you know them to be dangerous. They, they do tend to employ magical traps mm. uh, meant to test people's uh, connection with the weave. I think, yeah, having like spotted that and um, sort of thinking about what it means, I'll yeah come back to the, the the rest of the group and share that information. Okay, Cass, that would that would ring some some major bells for you. Yeah. Uh, Mistra is a pretty major goddess. Mm. Well, we we will surely be tested in this space in, in more ways than what the hags would bring. But it could end up being quite worth it. I believe the Frozen Queen is with us, though. We are in her realm, and uh, Quick puts her hand against the ice wall. And you see, like, like when frost spreads over glass, it spreads crosser uh, and then disappears. Uh, she's also, like, pure white and has, like, piercing blue eyes, like like the ice in here. You're creepy. And you Silly are... little weirdos with magic tricks. Hmm. <laughs> Let's get this job all done Rude. with. Yeah, I'm, the magic's quite good, but uh, uh, Bennett does raise a point. We probably should get moving. We don't want to tarry here too long. Yes. Yes. Should I, should I keep... Looking ahead. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, as I use patience to uh, guide you down the hallway. Don't, uh, do don't you, you want to like, look for... Like, uh, so so patience, I, I would say, is usually like sneaking, uh, the equivalent of like perception or investigation. Oh, okay. Um, that type of thing. Uh, I'm more trying to trick somebody else into going first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you could, you, could, you could do that as like a... Persuasion, but I, I, you won't have to pull for that. Okay. Yeah, you're the, you're the leader. Everybody, wait here. You don't need to send the skinny one. If there's something out there, I'll, I'll notice it. I won't go mm. barreling through it like the lumberjack over here. Yes, and of course, remember the signal. Yeah. Oh, wait. Remind me. It's the, the shrill of a, a, a mountain thrush. Yeah, I know how that sounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> uh, so Lathara's making 
her way ahead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So while uh, Lothara sort of skulks off into the darkness of the temple, you, uh, Jara, I think you notice Diglin sort of hanging back near the tunnel entrance, looking around in fear. You're going, you're going in, are you? I mean, if they're inside, what if we just trap them? Would that be enough? Well, we, we want to learn as much as we can about all of this. You know, uh, uh, confirm the kill, so to speak. Uh, okay. Look, looks like they dug it out, right? They probably dig their way out. Yes, with with these creatures, it's better to be sure than than to leave it for those who follow behind us. Okay. Well, you're the experts, Lothara. So you step into the dark, and you hear this conversation sort of echoing behind you, uh, but pretty quickly you're back in complete silence. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you hear, uh, you hear sort of like a strange, almost like tinkling sound as you make your way through here. And as you walk over brambles, you sort of hear the the crunching beneath you, uh, stepping delicately to avoid getting stabbed in your feet. Mm -hmm. But you are on your own now and you feel that sort of confidence come over you uh, as you sort of get into your zone, your senses sort of keen to the area. Uh, You're pretty good in the dark. So that doesn't bother you too much. So your patience is one. One. Yeah. Um, and you are the only one who can go to zero Yeah. when you're on your own. Um, so your stealth to stealth through here, you don't have to make a pull. Uh, and to look around Ooh. inside, you don't have to make a pull. Uh, you can still opt to get better results okay. by making your own pulls. But at the base level now, you're, you're performing at a, at a high level while you're on your own. Yeah. And that's your special ability. That is correct. So I'm looking for symbols, magical emblems or runes or anything that would like signify like, oh, this is a trap or something. Okay. You don't see any sort of traps through here. As you step through the brambles, uh, you enter this entry hall to the temple. Uh, at the center of the room, you can see the source of these brambles. A bulb, gray in your dark vision, sits in the middle of the room, almost like a like a rose bulb. Uh, and it is surrounded by these brambles, which crawl up the walls on all sides, nearly completely covering the floor and spreading over and behind you through the doors and then exploding into the chamber beyond. You also see the ceiling has a mosaic, which is also partially covered in brambles. But you can make out that there is a woman reaching upwards with a staff. And it looks as if she's stirring the the wind or the weave above her. You also see three doors on the other side of the room. All on the same wall? Like one, two, three? Or yeah, each other. all on the same wall. Any obvious trap in the first, say, 10 or 20 feet of this room? No, not that you can see. I'm going to pull one more just to be sure. Just to be sure, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Sure, take the loose one. <laughs> oh, God. Putting my life in danger for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you make your way around the outside of the room, uh, really like watching the floor, and you do make out the stonework under the brambles. It takes a bit of moving it around, but pretty silently and quickly, I think maybe taking out your dagger and moving, uh, you do see you can be confident that the floor in here is not trapped. When you make your way towards the doors, uh, you also see that the ones on the left and right spiral outwards and down. Not in a staircase, but just in a downward tunnel. The door in the center leads into another dark room where you can see a bronze statue of 
a ball with two sort of sail-like squares sticking off of it. I'll head back to the uh, tunnel I came in through, mm-hmm. just the entrance, and just like sort of mumble to myself, mountain thrush, and uh, I I can't I can't whistle. <laughs> just no. just come come on, it's fine. That was rather embarrassing. Quick says as she walks past you. Subtlety above all. Uh, so you all make your way into this room. You see the same before sort of thing. before Cass does. Uh, she she would sort of wait as everybody blows, kind of goes through the tunnel. Uh, when she's the last one, she would sort of turn uh, and sort of face out, and uh, kind of put her hands sort of palm to palm and kind of fingers sort of straight out in front of her. And, and whisper under her breath uh, to Istis, and, and she would, you know, whisper that uh, she enters seeking her signs, and then uh, would sort of hold silent a moment, and then kind of turn, and the robes that she's wearing kind of make a sort of rustle and clicking noise as, as various bits of slate and granite that's sort of sewn into the fabric at different places kind of click together as she sort of turns, and then she'll enter the, the temple. Okay, so in here, most of you can see in the dark, but not everybody. Jaro, Cass. Jaro and Cass, yeah, are the only ones who can't. Again. <laughs> it's a good thing I brought a torch. <laughs> so you light up the torch uh, in here, and now all of you can see this bulb in the center of the room. Uh, and now that the light is there, you can see the color of it. It's a deep red bulb. What do you think is up with this? Could be benign growth of a plant, or it could be darker magic. Do we risk destroying it? Does seem to be holding this place together. As I, I gesture to the brambles all along the walls. Hmm. If the hags haven't touched it, I don't think we should. What if they put it here? Yes, precisely. And if we get close to it. All the more reason we shouldn't touch it. Perhaps on the way out, uh, we can leave the torch here. <laughs> so it looks like we've got three passageways, um, two that are spiral downwards and... This one straight through the middle. We've got some kind of weird uh, bronze statue inside. Great. Let's split up and search at all the rooms. <laughs> Excellent idea. I'll go into the bronze statue room. Uh, Cass, perhaps you should stick with me and the torch. <laughs> That's a, a lovely idea. Ever the leader, of course. I'll follow you into the bronze statue room. And the siblings, perhaps, can check to the right. Come on, Gid. Sure. <laughs> Try not to break too much. Uh, don't make much noise. Uh, keep quiet. Uh, and he just kind of, like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of waves over his shoulder as he walks away. And Diglin, you being new to this sort of thing, maybe you should stick with Cass. Yeah, okay. So Cass and Jaro are going to the left? Sure. I think uh, we said, did we say the bronze room? I'm going to the Oh, you're bronze. No, yeah, so left. Yeah, room. we're left. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then uh, Quick and Lathara are going to the bronze room. And the orcs are taking the I didn't think right. we'd die this quickly, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do you think three doors and I'm not going to split the party immediately? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've gotten too wise for party splitting in our other game. This, is, this was a trap set deliberately for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the trap was choice. <laughs> so the uh, Banet and Gid, when okay. you step through the door on the right, it twists down so so both of these on the, on either side they twist down and in a circle so you'll leave this room are you, are you going to continue all the way down until you see what's down there i go where my leader leads okay yeah yeah, no, yeah i'm going to go part way down okay so as you walk forward bennett 
Um, you step on a stone, and it mm-hmm. sinks into the ground, and all of you hear a clatter behind you as a portcullis crashes down over the hallway, blocking you uh, off from that entry hall. I thought blocking you said this was trap-free, Lathara. Uh, well, we're not in the same place anymore. No, no, yeah, well, back, you, could, you right? could call that up, because yeah. all of you would hear it come <laughs> crashing down. Um, Jaro, you also step on one of these, and you hear like a crunch and from when when you sort of come out to investigate this portcullis that came down you see that there was one over this gate as well um but it's been like horrifically bent and destroyed in uh in all directions ah, there's a little bit of that halfling luck for you yes fate speaks in surprising ways sometimes but still best to keep an eye out uh quick would run back upon hearing that, seeing the portcullis. So Bandit's going to run back up to the top and he's just going to start shaking other portcullis. He's like, this isn't funny! Don't shake it side to side. Perhaps we could attempt to lift it back into I'm the ceiling. I'm going to try to lift. I'm just, uh, like, as he's talking, I'm already trying to lift it. <laughs> okay, um, so you can feel that this is sealed shut. Um, <laughs> it has fallen down and uh, it, it feels like when you pull on it, that it is now pulling on something built into the foundation below. So, yeah, like... Uh, Bandit just gets angrier and starts to pull on it and shake on it even more. And he just shouts out, like, Good! Give me a hand! Uh, I, I go and haul on it as well. Okay, so <laughs> both of you are going to make a brawl. Yep. Okay. Both of us. Uh, quick steps back. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one pull for me. Fool. Yeah. Um, right. So who pulled for Robert last? I get to pull again. Oh, great! Yeah. <laughs> How many pulls for Braun for you or Brawl? Yeah. One, only one for me. Okay. Only one. That's a All loose old untitled. You don't even have to game. look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't untitled block him this up. All right. <laughs> All right, I have to make two because I'm a sorcerer. Oh. <laughs> what is what is your Brawl though? Two, but your special ability. Oh, we're within yeah. five feet of each other. Yeah. Oh wait. So did I have to even do one? This one goes to a minimum of one. So manner. our special yeah. ability is uh, is back to back. If we're within five feet of each other, then any pulls we have to do are reduced by one. Cool. That's cool. Good thing you two went off together. Yeah. 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 Almost like that was planned. Mm. <laughs> wait a second. Just like, I just know games, you know. All right. So we didn't die making <laughs> those pulls. Yeah. Um. So the two of you, like, it takes all of your strength, and you're pulling and pulling, and you feel the. Um, the gates start to pull up out of the ground. And now you realize that it's not a mechanical locking mechanism, uh, but it seems to be magically reinforced. You manage to pull it up far enough for someone to fit under it, but you know as soon as you let go, it's going to snap back down. It takes both of you all of your strength to get it up this far. We're not going to be able to get out. Maybe there's another route. What seems to be the issue? This thing is going to snap shut. If someone's going to come down this way, they got to come right now. I thought you were supposed to be the strong one. <laughs> like the sweat d- beating. D- step over on this side of the portcullis and say that, devil. <laughs> yeah, you can see both of them like veins <laughs> popping out of their head and neck. Like, hold it. It's taking all of their strength to hold it up. And their strength is quickly fading. Should Should we all just jump underneath then? Should we go down together? Oh, I think that you and I are still down. Well, I didn't go back up. Oh, then neither did I. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is their own problem. Can so. you magic it away or something? Is it magical in nature, you think? Yes. Oh, hmm. Yeah, um. And yeah, uh, 
I'll try to dispel magic on it. Okay. <clears throat> Make so, a yeah. magic pull. Quick holds out a white paw. And as you are focusing on this magic from behind you in the bulb, you hear faintly just a help, help. And you can add one to that pull. Oh, God, I hate this game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. Thanks for listening to episode 33 of Wonders and Blunders. The next few episodes we've recorded are playing the Dread RPG. So I did want to thank its designers, Epidiah Ravichal and Nathaniel Barmore, for creating such a good role-playing game. It, it is so great. Unaffiliated Falling Block game is just such a good way to create the feeling of Dread on the table. If you're looking for a new role-playing game experience, Go pick up the Dread book or uh, the PDFs are online. Just find a way to play this game. It is so much fun. So I, I hope these next few episodes are entertaining for you. But I did really want to give a, a shout out to this game. It's one of my favorites. I also wanted to say thank you to everybody who's been leaving us reviews on iTunes and Podcast Addict and everywhere else that you've been listening to us. If you haven't gotten a chance to give us a review, please consider doing that because it really helps people find the show. And we want more people to find the show. It's up on all of our vision boards. We've got it up there. There's a Ferrari. And then next to the Ferrari is just a picture of someone looking at a five-star review of Wonders and Blunders and saying, oh, maybe I'll try that out like next week or something. It's a very specific vision board. But besides that, as usual, keep being the best. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>